Welcome to the CSU Podcast. I'm Paul Golden, the Executive Director of Alumni and Development here at Clark Summit University. Thanks for sitting in on our conversation. Today we have Dr. Jim Lytle, our CSU President, and Darlene Catlett. Darlene is a recent team member here at CSU, and she serves as the Executive Assistant to the President. The reason we invited her today is that she is a homeschool expert. Having raised four children and homeschooled them from kindergarten through 12th grade, she no doubt has many insights and expertise available to us. I think you'll be encouraged, especially if you're thinking about homeschooling. Let's listen in on Darlene Catlett. Well, it's great to be together. And uh, as usual, Paul Golden is along with me for our podcast. And uh, today, as you heard, our guest is going to be Darlene Catlett. And uh, Darlene's official job title is the uh, Executive Assistant to the President of Clark Summit University. I mean, you got to take a couple of minutes, Darlene, and tell us how in the world God did this to you. Uh, so how, how did a, a girl who I know grew up in California, uh, how did she wind up in Pennsylvania and working at Clark Summit University? Well, my husband enjoyed interviewing, and suddenly the interviews dried up when we were in California. Uh, There was a company merger, and those interviews were not going well, but somebody offered him a job in Pennsylvania, so we looked into it, and it was very appealing to us. So we moved our family of four kids out here and uh, started over again. That's how we ended up in Pennsylvania. How long have you been here? 21 years. Okay, so you're not new to bright fall colors and snowy winters and all that kind of stuff. No, we love it here. We love California, too, but we love northeastern Pennsylvania. It's beautiful here. One of the reasons that we wanted to talk together today was because you're involved in homeschooling. And uh, it's, you know, homeschooling seems to be one of many topics that if you're short on having an argument with somebody, just (laughs) bring up the fact that there are different schooling options and that you're, you're involved in homeschooling and all of a sudden there's a fight. So what was it? that got you guys interested in homeschooling? Well, we had three little girls and we looked into sending the oldest one to kindergarten at our church's private school and realized that the only way we could afford that would be for me to go back to work full time. We both prayed about it. And one day my husband came home and said, I have a great idea. We can homeschool. And then he went off to work. So we did some research. We went to a conference in Southern California and expected there to be 23 people all dressed very conservatively. And instead there were, I've forgotten now, six or 7,000. And they were dressed all sorts of ways. They were all types of people. There was a huge convention room and where they sold curriculum. And oh my goodness, I never did anything harder in my life than choosing a phonics program for my kindergartner. The first four years were the hardest. I was always trying to think of a good reason why We probably shouldn't do this again next year. But at the end of the fourth year, I realized I loved being around my kids, which I know sounds crazy to people who are not used to being around their kids all the time. And yes, I needed breaks. And yes, I got breaks thanks to my parents and my husband's mother and, you know, different friends. We swapped childcare here. Could you just watch the kids for two hours so I can go stand in the corner and breathe by myself? (laughs) Um, But I really did love being with them. And it was a little bit of a sad day when the youngest one graduated. It's interesting with uh, working from home with the coronavirus, you would think parents would be like, I can't wait for my kids to get back into the classroom. But it seems like there's a, a renewed interest in homeschooling, not just in Pennsylvania, but I think all across the U.S. Do, do you see that as well? 
I do see it. I follow many Facebook groups of pandemic pods and uh, nationwide homeschool groups and and, uh, state-specific homeschool groups. And there is a huge influx of people who who are homeschooling just this year until they can until the schools open back up in a relatively normal way. And I, I think even they're honest about this. Some of them may send their kids back at the first opportunity into a traditional school setting, but others are saying, well, I don't really know what we'll do after this year. If, if homeschooling works for us, we may stick with it. And I think it's great that parents are open-minded. It's good for all of us to be open-minded, but um, I, maybe it will, it will make education less of a polarizing issue. I know for me, we have two children, uh, one of which was homeschooled. And when we first thought of that option, it was overwhelming and like, where do we even begin? Yes. So having someone like you, you are a huge uh, help to us kind of figuratively holding our hand through the process of do this, do that. Tell us about your, your ministry as far as homeschooling is concerned. Well, our youngest graduated from high school at home in 2010. That was a long time ago. But in 2009, I kind of took a step of faith and became a homeschool evaluator for four families in our area. And, you know, I didn't know if I was capable of doing that, but really I just see myself as an encourager and a little bit of an educator. Uh, the homeschool law in Pennsylvania looks daunting. It looks very complicated. Um, But you can really break it down into bite-sized pieces. And somehow the Lord's given me the gift to be able to do that for people. Now, When you say homeschool evaluator, what do you mean by that? Well, in Pennsylvania, at the end of every school year, a homeschool family needs to take their children to meet with an evaluator and they have to be qualified. And you don't even want me to begin to go into the different types of qualifications. There are six types of qualifications, but um, they have to meet with an evaluator and the evaluator talks to the child and looks through a portfolio of samples of their work for the school year. And technically, they certify whether an appropriate education has occurred. And then they write a letter, and it could be an extensive letter, it could be a very simple letter. And the parent gives that letter from the evaluator to the superintendent of their school district. And that's like, you know, okay, the school year is done. So that's the final, the final act official act of a school year for homeschoolers in Pennsylvania. The evaluator works for the family, not for the school district. So they answer to the family. Although there's often a good relationship between a school district and the evaluators that work in their area. So in a typical summer, I would normally meet with maybe three, four, five families who are going to start homeschooling in that next year. Over this last summer, I met with about four families a week it's not uncommon for me to get two phone calls in a day from different families, even now in October, families that want to get started homeschooling and they can start any day of the year. I I guess Christmas day, Thanksgiving, any day the school district and the post office are closed would not, uh, they would, couldn't begin then because you have to file your affidavit. But a lot of people are interested in it because they're trying the distance learning through their school district, or maybe there's been an outbreak of the virus and their school has closed down. There's a lot of confusion. So it's been hard for families, hard for children, hard for parents, hard for the school district employees to try to facilitate education. That raises a question in my mind. Is homeschooling for everyone or is there a profile? You know, have you ever met with someone and thought to yourself, oh man, no way. Or is this something that you can walk nearly anybody through? 
I think anybody could do it. Being organized helps, but I have seen, you know, kind of disorganized people end up teaching their child to love to learn, teaching their child how to learn. And then the child may have far more organizational skills than the parent. And that kid just takes off and does amazing things because homeschooling can be so flexible. So, you know, you hear about child gymnasts who um, can get their schoolwork done, but then they can focus several hours a day on gymnastics or, or another sport like that. But there are all types of opportunities for kids who want to do all different kinds of things, they can still get their basic education completed. And a lot of times the the student will lead themselves. Now they're not going to teach themselves to read, (laughs) but once they get beyond that and they learn to love read, love to learn and they learn how to read, then they can really a lot of times facilitate themselves. We're here with Darlene Catlett here at CSU. And what, what's the biggest misconception about homeschooling? (laughs) Oh, probably the socialization myth. It has never left us. And um, I heard somebody say recently, asking a a homeschool parent how they plan to socialize their child is like asking a professional chef if they know how to boil water. In my own experience, back in the 80s and 90s and the, the early 2000s, it was no problem to get my kids involved with other activities outside the home. It it was more of a, you know, it was more work to keep them focused on their core subjects at home than to try to say, okay, now who has softball practice today and who has a tennis game? And, you know, where, where do I need to get you to, to do this? So uh, socialization, I think is probably one of the biggest misunderstandings. Another one is parents will say, oh, I could never homeschool. I'm, I don't have the patience for it. Well, you're, you're not going to develop the patience unless you try. So you just have to put both feet in and go forward and you learn a lot from your own kids how to be patient. Darlene, how about qualifications? I mean, when we started homeschooling our family 34 years ago, I think it was, that was in the early days. There hadn't been a lot of laws uh, go through. You talked about one qualification a second ago about, you know, I'm, I'm a parent. I'm not sure I'm patient enough. But what about professional qualifications? I mean, does a homeschooling parent need to have a, a teaching degree to really pull this off? Sometimes having a teaching degree can be more of a hindrance than a help because that person would have a mindset of, teaching a group of children instead of teaching an individual. Uh, In Pennsylvania, the law says that you have to be the parent or legal guardian of the child to homeschool them, and you have to have a high school diploma or its equivalent. Uh, One of the parents, whichever parent is going to file that affidavit, needs to have a high school diploma. Sometimes it's surprising who excels, and and it's a terrible thing maybe to judge people and, and compare their success, but having a PhD in biochemistry is not necessarily what's going to help you teach a child how to decode so that they can read sight words, you know? Well, I'm relieved that I, I, since I don't have my PhD in biology, I I feel uh, affirmed and uh, confident. Part of the, at CSU, we're doing some non-credit online, we call them micro courses. And uh, you've been asked to, to do one called how to start homeschooling. Uh, in Pennsylvania. Can you tell us more about that course? Well, that course is really just for uh, parents who have decided, yes, I'm go- we're going to homeschool our kids. How do we get started? I know everyone thinks the first thing they need to do is choose curriculum, but that's not the first thing that you need to do. The first thing that you need to do in Pennsylvania is file a notarized affidavit and objectives. And that's exactly what the first portion of this course talks about. And then within the school year, you need to provide an appropriate education. So the middle section of the course talks about 
how do you do that according to the Pennsylvania home education law? And then at the end of the year, you need to create a portfolio of samples of your child's work and meet with an evaluator to turn in that evaluator's letter to your superintendent. And that's what the third portion of the course is about. The course does not cover how to choose curriculum. It doesn't cover learning styles or teaching methods and how to work with a child who has uh, some kind of learning disabilities. But hopefully we will create a second course that will go into all those details. But this first course is just for people who are going to homeschool in Pennsylvania and they need to know, how do I legally do it? What do I do first? What do I do second? What does the law require of me? How long is the course and any other details on it? A person could complete the course, including all the homework assignments and the little quizzes that are in there, in three hours. And at the end of that three hours, they will have the paperwork ready to file with their superintendent. So they'll be ready to go. Okay, so my follow-up question then is a lot of folks who may be interested in this won't be in Pennsylvania. Uh, is there enough in the course to get them rolling the right direction for wherever it is they are? And what would their next steps be? I don't think I would recommend this course for someone who's going to be homeschooling in another state because it is too specific to exactly what the home education law requires. And we go through it, you know, line by line, not not the entire thing, but the, the points that you need to know to get started. I think a good place to go for information on getting started homeschooling in any state is Homeschool Legal Defense Association's website. Uh, you will hear homeschoolers talk about it as HSLDA. They say it that quickly. And those are that's just the acronym for it. Uh, their website is hslda.org. And when you go to that page, you will see. You scroll down a little bit, you'll see answers to questions like, "How long does it take to homeschool? How long every day? How much does it cost? How am I going to be okay being around my kids 24/7? Um, what if I don't feel confident to teach every subject?" And it answers all these kinds of questions. It does give you, if you'll click on the "Getting Started" button there, it gives you seven steps to get started. And the first thing is to find out. Well, no, this, the first thing is to connect with other homeschool families which is also a good idea. The second thing is to understand your state's homeschool laws. Click on that link and you can go to your state and find out all about what your state requires. And some states are as simple as you notify the State Department of Education one time and you're done. And other states are more complicated. Pennsylvania tends to be a more complicated state. Really, if you go to HSLDA's website and you spent 40 hours this week reading things there, you wouldn't be done. There's a lot of information there. Darlene, thank you so much. Boy, your 20-some years of experience and homeschooling four kids from kindergarten through high school is impressive, and it's, it's great to have someone like you as a resource to uh, folks like us. I would encourage our listeners, uh, if you think uh, you would enjoy this or someone else that you know would enjoy this, uh, ask you to maybe forward this podcast to them. Uh, Darlene's a great resource. It's a pleasure to work with her here in the office and uh, we just really appreciate uh, her her gracious servant spirit so if you have any interest in homeschooling especially in pennsylvania uh, darlene i'm sure would be happy to connect with you in that way Absolutely. so thank you darlene jim any closing comments no uh, it's nice to work with darlene in any capacity that we have and uh, honestly the, the three of us do believe in the value of homeschooling we don't think it's the only way to do it but we believe in the value of it and uh, we want to commend that to our listeners and uh, echo what you just said, Paul, about get a hold of the resources that are available. And uh, Darlene may be able to point you to some of those along the way. 
Thanks so much, Darlene. Great insight. I know I speak for Jim. You, you are such a gracious and godly woman, and we, we thoroughly enjoy working with you here in, in the office. So thank you. Thank you again. For our listeners who are interested in the micro course, uh, CSU is offering the non-credit online micro course entitled How to Start Homeschooling in Pennsylvania. You can go to our website, clarksummitu.edu, and find out more information. As mentioned, it's only a three-hour course, give or take, and it's only $20. So check it out at clarksummitu.edu. Thanks again, Darlene, and we'll see you next time on the CSU Podcast.